This recording was produced by Green Lane Masjid. For more information on the activities and services the mosque provides, please visit www.greenlanemasjid.org. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim. Maliki Yawmiddin. اللهم لك الحمد وإليك المشتكى وبك ثقة وعليك تكلان ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وحل عغة من لساني يفقه قولي اللهم لا سهر إلا ما جعلته سهلا وأنت تجعل الحزن إذا شيت سهلا اللهم صل وسلم على سيدنا وحبيبنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه ومن اهتدى بهديه واستنى بسنته ودعا بدعوته إلى يوم الدين Inshallah ta'ala, this is a continuation of our weekly tafsir class where we are going through Surah Al-Baqarah. And we stopped last week at verse 118. Verse 118. And uh, we were coming towards the end of the qissa of the Yahud or the Banu Israel. A very large portion of this surah is dedicated to discussing the Banu Israel and we're coming towards the end of it. And uh, there were many lessons that can be learned from this ikhwani fillah. We have mentioned that the reason why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala spoke about the Banu Israel for that much is because among the benefits of Surah Al-Baqarah, which was revealed in Medina, Surah Al-Baqarah which was revealed in Medina is that the Prophet came into contact with the Yahud, so now he's being taught about the Yahud. Number one. Number two, it's because this whole surah, it teaches us about the importance of following the deen. And those who followed versus those who didn't. And Allah will teach us about great men and prophets that follow the deen and had ittiba' and how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala rewarded them. Similarly, Allah will speak us about individuals that didn't follow and how they were punished. And similarly, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, because the Quran is speaking to a nation, the Ummah of Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and we are being told. Don't fail like an ummah before you has failed. Don't do what they have done. So here is a list of some of the mistakes they fell into, so that you don't fall into those same mistakes. And the mistake of Banu Israel can be summarized in Qawluhu Ta'ala, uh, and this is why Surah Al-Baqarah is named after the story of the Baqarah. The story of the Baqarah that we mentioned, it summarizes to, for you, it, and this is why it's named Surah Al-Baqarah. That story is so essential to the psychology of the Banu Israel as it relates to their prophet. When he told them something, they questioned it. And he said to them, فَفْعَلُوا مَا تُؤْمَرُونَ Do what you are being told. They didn't. And they didn't obey. And they didn't listen. And when they are told, say, We hear, but we disobey. When they are told to believe, they say, we don't believe. They challenge, they question, they doubt it. This is the Ummah of an Israel. Oh, Ummah of Prophet Muhammad, don't be like this. And after we have been told about this Ummah, and everything that has transpired, and even, subhanAllah, within the, uh, the Qasas that we've read over the past few weeks, at one point, Allah reminds us, not all of an Israel were bad. 
and they had some good in them as well. Because you're hearing so many negative things about them. Were they then all bad? No, Allah says, That yes, among them were believers. And among them, from the Yahud, those who believed and had righteous actions, they will have no fear and they will not grieve. Why? Because they are from Ahlul Jannah and from the followers of Prophet Musa. And umuman, what did Allah tell us in the beginning? Ya Bani Israel, ذكروا نعمتي التي أنعمت عليكم وأني فضلتكم على العالمين. So Allah mentions that He preferred, or Allah mentioned that He gave virtue and fadl to the Bani Israel, but they didn't. When Allah Subhanahu wa Taala bestows an ummah with virtue and blesses them and sends them prophets, their reaction should be a reaction of gratitude. And how are you grateful? In your heart, recognizing Allah has blessed you by your speech saying the right thing and with your actions doing the right thing. Al-Muhim, we are coming towards the end of their qissa. And the Prophet ﷺ, before he dealt with the Yahud, meaning before he came into contact with them, which group of people was he mainly interacting with? The Quraysh. And here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is drawing parallels between all disbelievers, all those who reject prophets, and how similar they are in what they say, in, 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 in what they deny, and in how they act. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala already showed us the similarity of the Yahud and the Nasara when Allah said, first of all, وَقَالَتِ الْيَهُودُ لَيْسَتِ النَّصَارَ عَلَىٰ شَيْءٍ وَقَالَتِ النَّصَارَ لَيْسَتِ الْيَهُودُ عَلَىٰ شَيْءٍ So they're similar in the fact that they both deny each other. They are similar in the fact that they both believe they're the only people that will enter Jannah. وَقَالُوا لَنْ يَدْخُلُ الْجَنَّةِ إِلَّا مَنْ كَانَ هُودًا أَوْ نَصَارًا so there were many similarities and, and the biggest similarity they had is their rejection of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu and their rejection of the prophets that came before. And Allah proves in the Quran that even their claim that they followed the Torah was false. And this is why Allah asked them the question when they said, Muhammad, we're not going to follow your Quran because we have our own Torah. Allah said, if that's the case, If you are followers of the Torah and followers of the prophets of, of Bani Israel, then why did you try and kill them? So this shows you that they were lying about their belief in even the Torah and the Injil. Al-Muhim, يقول الله عز وجل وَقَالَ الَّذِينَ لَا يَعْلَمُونَ لَوْ لَا يُكَلِّمَنَ اللَّهُ أَوْ تَأْتِينَا آيَةً كَذَلِكَ قَالَ الَّذِينَ مِنْ قَبْلِهِمْ مِثْلَ قَوْلِهِمْ تَشَابَهَتْ قُلُوبُهُمْ قَدْ بَيَّنَّ الْآيَاتِ لِقَوْمٍ يُوقِنُونَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said And those who have no knowledge say وَقَالَ الَّذِينَ لَا يَعْلَمُونَ those who have no knowledge have said the ulama they they wonder who these they, they discuss who these people are who are alladina la ya'lamun who is allah referring to as those who have no knowledge waqala alladina la ya'lamun those who have no knowledge said who are they uh, there are a few aqwal but the one that fits the context the most is and also fits fits the the reality the most is that is being referred to the arabs of Quraysh in Mecca. They are the ones that had no knowledge. Why? Because there was no previous book given to them. There was no previous book given to them as opposed to who? To the Yehud and the Nasara. So, وَقَالَ الَّذِينَ لَا يَعْلَمُونَ And those who don't know, those who have no knowledge, the kuffar of Quraysh, they said, لَوْلَا يُكَلِّمُنَ اللَّهُ أَوْ تَأْتِينَا آيَةً Why does Allah not speak to us face to face? If, O Muhammad, what you're saying is the truth. Why does Allah not speak to us? Or why doesn't a sign come to us? 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, كَذَٰلِكَ قَالَ الَّذِينَ مِنْ قَبْلِهِمْ مِثْلَ قَوْلِهِمْ Just like that, did the people that came before them say that same statement? When Prophet Musa came to uh, the Banu Israel, they said, أَرِنَ اللَّهَ جَهْرَةً Show us Allah ayanan with our own eyes. This is after they saw the sea split. This is after they saw the sea split. After they were saved from Fir'aun. After they have seen the nine signs that we've spoken about. And all of the ayat, the tis'a ayat of Musa. They've seen all of that. If there was ever anyone that should believe because they have seen all of the signs, it was the Banu Israel. Yet what did they say? No, we need more. Ayan Allaha jahratan. So, it's nothing new. It's nothing new. And the trend always was, a messenger would come, they wouldn't believe, they would ask for signs, they would be given signs, they would say it's magic. Because they don't want to believe. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaking about those types of people said, وَلَوْ جَاءَتْهُمْ كُلَّ آيَةٍ لَا يُؤْمِنُ حَتَّى يَرَوْا الْعَذَابِ الْأَلِيمِ If every sign came to them, they wouldn't believe. Quraysh was no different. They were saying, why does Allah speak to us face to face? لَوْ لَا يُكَلِّمْ أَوْ تَأْتِينَ آيَةٍ Or a sign. Why does the sign come to us? Did the sign not come to them? Did the Quran not come to them? The Quran is the mu'jiza and the miracle of our Messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The Prophet spoke about the past. The Prophet spoke about the future. The Quran is the miracle. And they realized that. They knew because they knew it was something they themselves couldn't reproduce. But that being said, is that the only miracle they were given? Absolutely not. They asked for a sign. The Prophet ﷺ showed them the moon splitting. When they saw the moon split, what did they say? They said, it's sihr. Sihrun mustamir. Sihrun azim. And they challenged the Prophet and they said, Saharu a'yunakum. The first thing they said to us, first they said, okay, you split, the moon will believe you. This moon split with the permission of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then they said, you... you uh, put magic on our eyes And then they was like Okay if that's the case Then the people The travelers The people outside They wouldn't be able to, to uh, The sihr Did they reach them as well When travelers came They said We saw something We haven't seen before We saw them were split And then they said He indeed came with a great sihr They didn't want to believe And among the signs That they didn't want to believe Is uh, what they said To the Prophet Sallallahu they said, we won't believe you until we see a river gushing forth, a spring. You want us to believe, O oh Muhammad? Make a spring of water gush forth from the earth. If you want us to believe you, let the heavens fall on us in pieces. Or ascend to the heavens. We won't believe you even if you ascend. Until you come down with a book that we can actually read. What did the Prophet say? All these requests. Subhana Rabbi hal kuntu illa bashar rasula. Subhana Rabbi. Glorified is Allah. What are all these things that you're asking me? Hal kuntu illa bashar rasula. I am just but a man sent by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But that being said, even when they were given the signs, they didn't believe. لو لا يكلمون الله أو تأتينا آية كذلك قال الذين من قبلهم مثل قولهم يقول الله عز وجل تشابهت قلوبهم. Their hearts 
How similar are they? Or their hearts are so similar. They're similar in their denial, in their kufr, in their hypocrisy, in their hatred, in their rejection. Very similar. لذلك يقول الله عز وجل لنبينا عليه أفضل صلاة وتسليم ما يقال لك إلا ما قد قيل من رسل من قبلك. The only what's being said to you, Muhammad has been said to the messengers that came before you. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describing the disbelievers generation after generation from all the different prophets, how similar the kuffar were, how similar the disbelievers, Allah said, Atawasobih. They are so similar in the way they reject, in the claims they make. Atawasobih. Did they advise, did they request one another to continue this? Wasiya? Atawabalhum qawmun ta'oon. Rather, they are a qawm that is transgressing. So, this is the da'ab of the believers. And you have to understand, ikhwan, if you the similarity. Human nature, shaitan, the nafs, those things are constant. And the claims that are made against the messengers is always the same. That which was said against Ibrahim, was said against Musa, was said against Muhammad sallallahu and will be said against the people that follow them as well. How often do you find today people that are saying, the only way I can believe in God is if I see God myself. Exactly. تشابهت قلوبهم يقول الله عز وجل قد بينا الآيات We have clarified the signs It's clear يقول الله عز وجل سنريهم آياتنا في الآفاق وفي أنفسهم The true believers Allah said سنريهم آياتنا في الآفاق وفي أنفسهم We will show them our signs in the far horizons and within themselves وفي أنفسكم أفلا تبصرون Within your own selves do you not see all of this. ومن آياته أن خلقكم من تراب ثم إذا أنتم بشر تنتشرون ومن آيات خلق لكم من أنفسكم أزواجا لتسكنوا إليها وجعل بينكم مودة ورحمة. Everything that we see, إخواني في الله, is an ayah, a علامة, a proof of Allah سبحانه وتعالى and His وحدانية. Yet when these people were given the opportunity to actually see the miracles, and when they say أو تأتينا آية طلبوا من النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم they requested from the Prophet كعصا موسى like the staff of Moses. But Musa actually had the staff and the Bani Israel still said, Arina Allah Jaharatan, show us Allah. Right? Oh Kanaqati Salih, like the she camel of Salih. And what happened? They also disbelieved. So Ikhwani Fillah, here you learn that Iman, true Iman, is not contingent on miracles. It's about the truthfulness of the message. And Ikhwani Fillah, our natural disposition and our fitrah. And the haq, they always connect. They always connect. The Prophet comes to Abu Bakr, explains to them Iman, immediately he believes. But if your fitrah, if your natural fitrah is corrupted, if your love for this world is something that has corrupted you, or your love for idolatry has corrupted you, then you won't take the haq. You won't take the haq. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us. So here we learn the similarity between Quraysh and the Banu Israel. وَقَالَ الَّذِينَ لَا يَعْلَمُونَ And those who have no knowledge. And who are those? Quraysh. They said, لَوْلَا يُكَلِّمُنَ اللَّهُ In another verse they said, وَقَالَ الَّذِينَ لَا يَرْجُونَ لِقَاءَنَا لَوْلَا أُنزِلَ عَلَيْنَا مَلَائِكَةُ أَوْ نَرَى رَبَّنَا If send upon us angels or show us our Lord. What did Allah answer? What was Allah's reply when they said, أَوْ نَرَى رَبَّنَا Allah said, لَقَدْ اِسْتَكْبَرُوا فِي أَنفُسِهِمْ Indeed, there is great kibir uh, um, in them. Kibir is arrogance. How arrogant are you to request something like that? Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, 
عز وجل قد بينا الآيات لقوم يوقنون and we have made clear the signs to those who believe with certainty may Allah grant us sincerity in our hearts إخواني في الله يقين is something we all must have certainty so part of our belief in Allah and part of our understanding of Tawheed and the scholars they add this to surut at-Tawheed among the conditions of Tawheed is al-yaqeen ذلك Allah says إنما المؤمنون الذين آمنوا بالله ورسوله ثم لم يرتابوا إنما المؤمنون indeed the believers are الذين آمنوا those who believed in بالله in Allah ورسوله and his messenger ثم لم يرتابوا and then they did not have any doubt ألف لاميم ذلك الكتاب لا ريب فيه لا شك there is no doubt in it this is what belief truly means you must have certainty you must have certainty um, لقوم يقنون to a people that have certainty إنا أرسلناك بالحق now Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is reassuring the Prophet the Prophet sallallahu is dealing with the rejection of Quraysh and that really hurt the Prophet sallallahu because he wanted good for them everything that he could he did everything that he could say he said but they still rejected, they still disbelieved. Allah says, إِنَّا أَرْسَلْنَاكَ بِالْحَقِّ بَشِيرًا وَنَذِيرًا وَلِلْفَائِدِ إِخْوَانِ فِي اللَّهِ Why is Allah telling the Prophet about the similar incident that happened to Prophet Musa, for example? Why? Allah says, among the reasons why we tell you these stories is لِنُثَبِّتَ بِهِ فُؤَادَكَ So that we can give firmness to your heart, right? So that you can find comfort, you're not the only one. This is the way of the messengers. In fact, Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam compared to some other prophets had it very good. He had Abu Bakr next to him and Umar and Abu Hurairah and Aisha and Khadija and he had great companions that loved him. Compared that to some of the Anbiya that Allah speaks about some of the prophets that will come on the day of judgment a prophet all he managed to convince to Islam are rahat. Rahat the scholars say is a number between three and nine. Rahat. And a prophet with him only two people. And a prophet with, with that managed to only call to Iman one person. And a prophet that no one believed. So um, the Prophet these stories were a source of comfort for him as well. This is why sometimes he used to say, May Allah have mercy on Musa, he was harmed more than me. طيب, Allah says, O oh Muhammad, they are asking you these things. Show us Allah, bring us these signs, uh, uh, gushing rivers, uh, turn the Mount of Safa to gold. Uh, do this, do that. Allah said, don't worry about that. They deny you, don't worry about that. إِنَّا أَرْسَلْنَاكَ بِالْحَقِّ Indeed, we have sent you with the truth. إِنَّا أَرْسَلْنَاكَ بِالْحَقِّ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Verily, we, O Muhammad, have sent you bilhaqi with the truth. Bashiran, while you are someone that brings glad tidings. Wanadiran and a warner. This is the function of the Prophet, Ikhwanifillah. Bashiran, wanadira. This is the functions of the Prophets. They came, glad tidings for those who follow the haqq. A warning for those who refuse. Glad tidings for those who believe. A warning for those who disbelieve. Bashiran wa nadira. And Allah mentions the bashara first. The glad tidings first. And the nadara next. Because there is more bashara. Come and believe. Not only does this deen save your hereafter. It also saves your dunya. 
it also gives you structure in this life. It also protects you from the harms in this world. Right? So, can you imagine if people accepted Islam today? If the whole world accepted Islam today and not only accepted Islam, applied Islam correctly today. People wouldn't drink. Meaning what? There would not be any drunk drivers. And people wouldn't die like that. People wouldn't overdose in drugs. People wouldn't be killing each other discriminately. People wouldn't be stealing. If they applied Islam correctly, right? The poor will be taken care of. Uh, 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 the deen the, the ensures that the rich don't just get riches and the poor keeps getting poorer, right? In fact, the opposite. The rich must give to the poor. In zakat, in sadaqah. If Islam was applied, so much khair would happen. Islam protects the aql. You can't use mukhaddarat or drugs. Islam protects the health of the person, which is why it promotes medicine. Islam protects the livelihood of the people. Islam doesn't put people into economic uh, uh, oppression and injustice, which is why riba is not allowed. How many countries are in so many debts they can't develop properly? How many people are in so much debt that they kill themselves? This wouldn't happen. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, if the deen is followed, then your dunya and your akhirah both become better. لذلك يقول الله عز وجل لم يكن الذين كفروا من أهل الكتاب والمشركين منفكين حتى رسول من الله يتلو ماذا يتلو صحفا مطهرة. A messenger that recites purified pages. What's in these pages? فيها كتب قيمة. In it are commandments that are upright, good, right? Good, upright commandments that will sort out this world for the creator of this world knows what's best for us and even sort out our akhirah may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keep us Muslims طيب. so the prophet is being told O Muhammad they have refused to, to follow you they are challenging you and asking you to, to bring forth these signs although you have brought some and they refused remember we have sent you as a Bashir as a person with glad tidings and a nadir what does nadir mean? a, a warner then Allah said to Muhammad وَلَا تُسْأَلُوا عَنْ أَصْحَابِ الْجَحِيمِ And you will not be asked, O Muhammad, about the people of the hellfire, the blazing hellfire. You will not be asked about the people of Jahim. So don't worry about that. O Muhammad, those who deny you, don't worry about them. Right? You will not be questioned or asked or held accountable for their disbelief. وَلَا تُسْأَلُوا عَنْ أَصْحَابِ الْجَحِيمِ And another riwayah, وَلَا تَسْأَلْ عَنْ أَصْحَابِ الْجَحِيمِ Don't ask us about أَصْحَابُ الْجَحِيمِ Right? Don't ask Allah said, don't ask us about أَصْحَابُ الْجَحِيمِ And there are some ulama that mention that this is referring to the Prophet asking Allah as it relates to his own parents. But that, those riwayat are da'if. That this verse is referring to the Prophet asking about his own parents and then Allah saying, don't ask me about أَصْحَابُ الْجَحِيمِ Those, those riwayat are da'if. Uh, the issue of the Prophet sallallahu parents in general, his mother Amina bin Tuhab and his father Abdullah, um, where did they end up? This is a point where, of discussion among scholars. And the best thing to say is, uh, this is something that we, we, we need to not indulge in and refrain from. Not indulge in and refrain from. Finding out where they ended up, how much is that going to add to your life? Right, so uh, delving deep into this discussion, and is, this is there is no need for it. It is a knowledge that doesn't gain you anything. Right. That being said, um, to 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 do jazm to say most definitely uh, the the parents of the Prophet ﷺ are from the people of the fire. Some scholars have said that this this is 
um, you can't make a verdict like that because of the ambiguous nature of the hadith that are in it. Although the hadith, some of them are sahih, they are sahih Muslim. Uh, like when a man came to the Prophet ﷺ and asked him, where is my father? And then the, the, uh, the reply of the Prophet was, uh, he's in the hellfire. And the man walked away and the Prophet called him back and said, indeed my father and your father in the hellfire. Now one would assume that's quite clear, that the Prophet ﷺ said that my father is in the hellfire. But in the Arabic language, the word ab sometimes is used for the uncle. And wasn't there an uncle that was very dear to the Prophet ﷺ that went to the hellfire? Abu? Abu Talib, right? And this is a way that the scholars have explained this And you'll find it in the Qur'an Uncles being referred as fathers It's mentioned in the Qur'an right? Ismail wasn't a father to Yusuf He was an uncle So this verdict Some scholars said it's not clear That being said also What is the general rule? The parents of the Prophet came before him, right? So did they did they grow up knowing Prophet Muhammad sallallahu as a messenger? No. So then the question that scholars have asked is, so what message did they receive? That they have rejected? Then thus they, have, they are deserving of the hellfire. And, uh, and the Quran mentions, Allah said, we have sent you to a people, uh, a people whose uh, forefathers have never received a warner, right? So these people never received someone for them then to deny, right? In Surah Yasin. So the evidence is to suggest that they are Ahlu Fatrah is quite strong and is in the Quran. Ahlu Fatrah means we have people that received a message and then they are either accepted or they rejected. And then you have something like Ahlu Fatrah. Ahlu Fatrah are those that were born in between prophets, for example. And they didn't receive a message. What happens to them? They will be judged by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And they will be questioned by Allah in, in, in the day of judgment. They will go through a trial that, that will result in where they, wherever they're going to end up. This is what we believe about Ahl al-Fatrah. Are the parents of the Prophet from Ahl al-Fatrah? Or are they from the people of the fire? When you look at all the evidences, it's not very clear cut. And because of this... The ulama's advice is You have some ulama that's, that mention They bring a hadith that are extremely weak That the, they were brought back out to life Presented to the Prophet Became believers and went back Those hadiths are very weak Although Imam Suyuti He really tries and, and do that And some ulama They say No, 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 no These hadiths are clear cut And they will refer to this ayah as well But that also isn't completely right So what is our approach? What do we say? We say, we do not know, and we do not need to know. Does that make sense? We do not know, and we do not need to know, right? And the ilm that we need to know is the ilm that is directly related to us. Who is Allah? What is Tawheed? How do we pray? This is the knowledge that benefits us. Does that make sense, ikhwani fillah? So, wala tus'al is one riwayah, one qira'ah. Wala tas'al is another qira'ah. But when Allah says, wala tas'al an ashab al-jaheem, and do not ask about the people of Jaheem, then uh, we, that means generally don't ask about them. Wala tusal, you will not be questioned on Muhammad, so don't feel that you need to uh, be that you're being held accountable. You have delivered the message. Your job is to deliver the message. One more time. Inna arsalnaka bil haqqi. Oh Muhammad, we have sent you with the truth. Bashiran as a person that brings what? Glad tidings. Wanadiran and a warner. Wala tusal, and you will not be asked about ashab al jahim about the people of Jahim. May Allah protect us from it. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, 
ولن ترضى عنك اليهود ولا النصارى حتى تتبع ملتهم. Allah says, ولن ترضى عنك اليهود. Oh Muhammad, the Yahud and the, we will not be pleased with you. ولا النصارى nor will the Christians be pleased with you. حتى تتبع ملتهم until you follow their religion. This is something very important to understand, إخواني في الله. رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم came with a message. The Yehud and the Nasara back then were not happy with that message. They rejected the message. The Yehud and the Nasara and the Mushrikeen and the Kuffar today, similarly, they what? Reject what? The message. Well, those that know of the message, they, they either accept or reject the message. If you're from, they either accept or what? Reject the message. If you're among those that reject the message, then that means you're connect, the, the, the people that came into contact with the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam they might have respected him as a person they might have liked him they definitely trusted him because he was Ameen what was the problem with him then? if he's Ameen, if he's Sadiq, if he's a good neighbor what was the problem with him? it was what? the message the message and is the Prophet ever gonna stop spreading this message? no and as long as you are they will never be what? pleased with you why? because they have their own message so, وَلَن تَرْضَ عَنْكَ الْيَهُودُ وَالنَّصَارَى حَتَّى تَتَّبِعَ مِلَّتَهُمْ And then Allah mentions a very important principle, إِخْوَانِ فِي اللَّهِ Now you know, first of all, don't expect the mushrikeen and the Yahud and the Nasara to be pleased with you. Don't expect that. Why? Because they are not happy with the message that you are spreading. حَتَّى تَتَّبِعَ مِلَّتَهُمْ Until you follow their millah, their way. قُلْ Say to them, إِنَّ هُدَى اللَّهِ Indeed, the guidance of Allah, هُوَ الْهُدَى is the only haqq and the only guidance. هُدَى اللَّهِ is what? هُوَ الْهُدَى, the only guidance. هُدَى اللَّهِ is not only Prophet Muhammad came with. It's with Prophet Adam, and Salih, and Idris, and Nuh, and Musa, and Harun, and Dawood, and Zakariya, and Yahya, and Ethan, all of the messages they came with, هَذَا هُدَى اللَّهِ لِذَلِكَ In Surah Al-An'am, Allah mentions many, 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 many prophets. And then Allah says, أُولَٰئِكَ الَّذِينَ هَدَى اللَّهِ Those, all those messengers, الَّذِينَ هَدَى اللَّهِ are those whom Allah guided. O Muhammad, فَبِهُدَاهُمْ اُقْتَدِهِ Follow them in their guidance. Follow them in their guidance. There's a fight that the scholars mention here. Allah said, follow them in their guidance. Allah did not say follow them. Allah did not say what? Follow them. Allah did not say, فَاقْتَدِ بِهِمْ فَبِهُدَاهُمْ اُقْتَدِهِ Follow them in their guidance. And this is the important principle, ikhwani fillah, the ulama, the scholars, the, the people of khair. We follow them in their guidance, in the truth that they represent. You follow the truth. Right? So, it's a very fa'idah there, فَبِهُدَاهِ مُقْتَدِهِ Even though, with prophets following them, there's nothing wrong with We say we follow Nuh, we follow, but it's, there is a tarbi element there. That you remember, the point is the hidayah and the huda. So, the true guidance is with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And here you learn two terminologies That which the Prophet has is Huda That which the Yehud and the Nasara have is Hawa يقول الله عز وجل قل إن هدى الله هو الهدى Indeed the guidance that comes from Allah is the true guidance And if you O Muhammad follow أهواءهم their desires So what do they follow? They follow their desires They don't follow Torah They don't follow Injil They follow their desires and O Muhammad, now this is the warning to the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Allah is saying to the Prophet Muhammad, if you follow, they will never be pleased with you until you follow their religion. The only true guidance is the guidance that comes from Allah. 
if you follow them in their hawa. If you follow them in their desires, what's going to happen? Allah says, After the true knowledge has come to you. What is the knowledge? The knowledge is the, the Quran. Then you would have no wali against Allah, meaning you would have no guardian. And no helper. So this is a warning to the Prophet. Is the Prophet ever going to follow them? No. This is why, who is this warning really for? It's for us. Right? It's for us. If we follow the desires of the disbelievers, then we will have no guardian and no helper. After we have received the ilm. Interesting mas'ala that uh, in this verse is that the Qur'an is being called ilm. The Qur'an is being called what? Ilm. And there was an incident that occurred during the time of Imam Ahmed bin Hanbal, where there was a discussion, essentially a discussion, there was an inquisition, if you will, like there was a, a huge uh, debate that uh, it resulted in the imprisonment of the Imam himself, which was as it relates to the Qur'an. Is the Qur'an the speech of Allah, or is it a, a created thing? Is it a created thing? And we are not allowed to call the Qur'an a created thing, the Quran is, and Imam Ahmed Hanbal he used this verse as an evidence. He said, Allah says, O Muhammad, if you follow them in their desires after the ilm has come to you, whose ilm? Whose ilm? The ilm of Allah. The ilm of Allah. So the Quran is what? The knowledge of Allah. And if you call the knowledge of Allah created, then this is a big no no, isn't it? If you can say the knowledge of Allah is a created thing, right? So he used this as an evidence to say the Quran, the speech of Allah, this is a sifa. It is an attribute of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is not some created thing. Right? Al Muhim, this is this is why I just remembered that it was the ayah that he used as a evidence. I went on a tangent in a aqidah masala. But Al Muhim, let's go back to the verse. The Yahud and the Nasara will never be pleased with you. Until what? Until you follow their religion. So what did Allah advise the Prophet? Say, The only true guidance is the guidance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And if you follow them in their hawa, in their ahwa, in their desires, after the knowledge has come to you, you will have no guardian against Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, nor a helper. I'm going to stop this first, inshaAllah ta'ala. Now Allah is, is, is praising some of the Ahlul Kitab. Allah is now going to praise some of Al-Kitab. Al-Kitab. As for those who we gave the book. As for those who we gave and embraced the book. Al-Kitab. Which book is that? The Torah. It's Luna who they follow it. The, a, a true following. What does Tilawa mean? Who can tell me what Tilawa means linguistically? Tilawa is to recite. But the word tala, it means to recite, which would fit this verse perfectly. Those who have been given the book are reciting it, correct? But tala also means to follow. And the moon when it follows it. So it's to follow. So in this verse, it's talking about following. And it could also mean reciting. 
and this is why the Qurtub said, you, you, it means both. It means both because the one that recites the Quran properly also what? Follows it. So, those whom we have given the Torah. And this is referring to the ones that accepted Islam, like Abdullah ibn Salam and others. Yet Lunahu, they follow it and recite it, Haqqa tilawati, as it should be recited, or as it should be followed. Ula'ika, those people, yu'minuna bihi, they are believing in it. Waman yakfur bihi, and whoever disbelieves in it, fa'ula'ika humul khasirun, they are indeed the ones who are the losers. Um, you could also say that the, the kitab here means the Quran, which means Alladina Kitab, those who we have given the book, yet who they are reciting it, they are reciting the Quran. May Allah make us among those that disbelieve in it and make us among those that truly follow it as it should be followed. Allah We're gonna stop here at verse 121. This recording was produced by Green Lane Masjid. For more information on the activities and services the mosque provides, please visit www.greenlanemasjid.org.